Coming up on the inaugural broadcast of Rude Radio Podcast, Scott Laird's with me today, and we're going to be talking about what's going on with Shabbat Night Live and everything else that's happening here at A Rude Awakening. And our special guest for today is Dr. Nehemia Gordon from Makor Foundation, and we're going to talk about everything, Nehemia Gordon. You're not going to want to miss a single moment of Rude Radio Podcast. Stay with us. Well, welcome, everybody, to Rude Radio Podcast. This is our new studios here. We've got our, our monitor in the background with our great graphics and our new studio here. And, of course, my good friend, Dr. Scott Laird. Scott, how are you doing, sir? Doing great, Ted. How are you doing? I am fantastic. Well, gosh, you know, it's been so long since we had a podcast and had any kind of uh, radio-type program uh, before COVID hit. We had Rude Crew Radio, but we didn't do a video side of it. And people kept asking, oh, my gosh, Ted, if you would just do a radio version of Rude Crew Radio. So we decided, you know what? Rude Crew Radio, that was the old thing. And now we're going to do Rude Radio, the podcast where we got video and we have people here from at home and they can actually watch what we're doing instead of just listening uh, to what's going on. So uh, how are you? How have you been doing? Well, very good. You know, when we went home and did, uh, like we said, we just went home and did the the, the the what do you call it the uh the pandemic the covid the, thing the covid yeah, thing you know it. yeah you wonder if this was ever going to come back and i'm glad it did but the podcast you know podcasts are really really uh, important right now yeah you know lots of good information coming out there and sometimes it's the best place to get information sure i know i listen to podcasts you know every day in the car that kind of thing and so yeah. we figured this would be a good way to get uh, you know more current event type of stuff because you know we tape things in advance a lot for shabbat night live and sure. things like that or yeah. as michael would call it shabbat night live yeah <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> quite right. literally yeah but so you know this is a good opportunity just to sit in and say hey here's what's coming here's what's happening now right and we can get this off to you a lot faster than you know producing a, a television show so. yeah yeah, yeah. And it's so simple. Uh, we have a wonderful lighting director. His uh, name is Terry Bishop. He comes in and he's got all the oops. And I got my microphone hit. Uh, <laughs> my audio guy now is going to have a fit. But uh, no, he's got all the lights set up and everything is uh, good. And, and all we have to do is come in and, and do it and do mm -hmm. a podcast. So we're going to come in and we're going to bring special guests as they come in for Shabbat Night Live and uh, sit down and talk with us. And we'll get more intimate about what were they really wanting to say? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There's certain things we can talk about on YouTube and certain things we can't talk about uh, because of censorship issues right. still to this day. And so with uh, Rude Radio Podcast, we have a capability of being able to be a little bit more deep dive on uh, what was being said uh, than they can possibly do on Shabbat Night Live. And Nehemia is today, right? I think I saw yeah. him out in, this, in the uh, hallway there. Yeah, exactly. Dr. Nehemia Gordon, just a great guy, uh, a person that uh, Michael has known for years and years. And I, of course, I've known him also. But I mean, you're talking about a wealth of knowledge. That's Nehemia Gordon. Nehemia Gordon is probably, well, Michael would say he is the most scholarly scholar he's ever met. <laughs> and uh, that is definitely uh, Dr. Nehemia. Now, you're speaking of Michael. Okay, I was really impressed with Michael. So speaking mm -hmm. of recording things ahead of time. So yeah. Michael was in here watching what we were doing for Nehemia. And that's coming up in future months. Right. Uh, but he wanted to be the first to introduce 
you know, Nehemiah for his, his doctorate. For his doctorate. Thing. Yeah. And, and, you know, it was a great day. It, it was actually symbolic in a way because this was Michael's first interview since his stroke. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he was a little emotional, you know, about oh, it, it too, be, yeah. because, you know, Nehemiah, he considers Nehemiah to be one of his best friends. And uh, for him to be able to announce to the world uh, Nehemiah's doctorate, uh, there's a whole story uh, behind that. And I'll get Nehemiah to tell us that story uh, here in just a little bit. But it was just really great to see him back in the chair again. It was. And in uh, and, and doing what he does best, mm -hmm. which is getting the truth out and getting the truth of the Bible out and so forth. So, and that's what I love about Nehemiah as well, is because he is so skilled and so knowledgeable on the Bible. I can sit there for hours and listen to him tell us the truth about what the Bible's really what the Bible really says. And that that's the real issue when it comes to Bible interpretation. You know, uh, you've got this guy that interprets the Bible this way and this guy that interprets the Bible this way. Well, Nehemiah comes from the roots of the Bible. You know, he doesn't he doesn't believe necessarily in interpretation. He goes and he proves things by finding different codexes, uh, different books, of, you know, different books of the Bible, different uh, mm -hmm. Bible things. And it's just so wonderful to know that. This is not hearsay that we're hearing from Nehemiah. This is truth. This is fact. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love when I when I talk to Nehemiah. And when we see him with you on uh, Shabbat Night Live, it's just fabulous. It's a perfect combo for Michael, too, because Michael wants to get away from the talking out and the Ma'asim of the Pharisees, right? right. Well, right. we have just as much of that today in you know the Jewish world, but also in the Christian world. Absolutely. Everybody's making up yeah. their own rules oh, and that sure. kind of thing. And Michael's like, no, what did Messiah say? What Absolutely. did Yeshua say? Yeah. And, you know, Nehemiah is that way, too, because he's a Karaite Jew. And if people don't know what that is, right. well, the Karaite Jew just goes by the Torah. Right. I don't care about these other books. Right. What uh, What did God say? What did his prophets say? Yes. Let's take a look at that and let that be our guide. Never mind, the, like you said, the interpretation. Because all each of us has, you know, opinions are like a belly button, right? Sure. Everybody's got one. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, you know, it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, yeah. I listen to this guy. I listen to that guy. Well, why are we listening to man? Why don't yeah. we listen to what God says? And so I yeah. really love when, when Nehemiah comes in. And uh, I think those who are smart really appreciate that because Nehemiah, Nehemiah is a Jew. Absolutely. He is not a believer, but he knows a heck of a lot more about the New Testament than most believers do. Yes, I, I, absolutely. So I have to respect him for that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, uh, let's talk a little bit about Shabbat Night Live. What's coming up in January uh, on Shabbat Night Live? And what, what are we uh, talking about on the main show? So on the on January 6th, we have mm -hmm. Paul Shea, who's the head of Kingdom for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of an arm, uh, sort of unofficial arm of a rude awakening. Yeah. And they handle all of our Chinese stuff. And this yes. is how Michael went to Taiwan and, and you know, yes. preached to the folks there mm -hmm. through a guy named uh, Paul Shea. Yes. And, and, and by the way, you talk about an oppressed people. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't see that. You know, you see what you see on mainstream media. You see all the news about what's going on with China and stuff like that. But you never hear about the oppressed Christians that are in China and how bad it really is. So uh, that's going to be a great uh, a great show well, Paul for people up, to watch. And he brought up this interesting thing where he said that the more people are oppressed, it's sort of like a seesaw. Mm -hmm. So the more people are oppressed, the more their faith comes up on the other end. And, yeah. and the more they're oppressed, the more they feel empowered and unstoppable. And yeah. God just opens the doors for them and woof, they go. Yes. And he said something really interesting you'll hear is that Taiwan is actually the key. You know, we hear a lot about 
big, big old China picking on Taiwan yeah, yeah. militarily and time. politically and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But Paul said that for the faith of the world, for the, you know, the faith uh, of Christians in China, Taiwan is what he called the steering wheel for mm. the Chinese world. Wow. So Taiwan is even more important religiously than it even is for politically and, and you know, everything else. It's got, it's got a real key to everything happening over there. Well, I know we've got more stuff coming up uh, on on SNL this mm-hmm. month. But listen, we're running out of time on okay. this segment. And I just can't wait to get Dr. Nehemia Gordon in here and talk to him <laughs> okay. and, and find out the real scoop on Dr. Gordon. So folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Rude Radio podcast in just a moment with our special guest, Dr. Nehemia Gordon. Don't go anywhere. What made Yeshua different from the rabbis of his time? Why did everyone run to see him wherever he went? And what was it that made his message so radical? Yeshua sits down among a crowd, like any teacher should do, and he begins a powerful message that spans several chapters, and it's radical, and it's messy, and it's hard. The Radical Rabbi with Pastor Matthew Vanderels is our gift to thank you for supporting A Rude Awakening International. When you donate $50 to this ministry in February, we'll send you The Radical Rabbi with Matthew Vanderels on DVD or Blu-ray. Donate $100 and we'll send you the teaching plus the Faith and Generosity box set featuring a solid wood pen, a journal, and a coffee mug featuring the story of the widow's mite. Donate $300 and we'll send you the teaching, the Faith and Generosity box set, plus a pair of authentic Jerusalem stone candle holders. Offer ends February 28th. Call the number on your screen or get your gifts online at monthlylovegift.com. Well, welcome back to the second segment of Rude Radio Podcast. I am so unbelievably excited to have as my first guest on the Rude Radio Podcast after Scott Laird, Dr. Nehemia Gordon. Doctor, thank you for being with us. Hey, thanks, Ted. It's great to be here. Well, Nehemia, listen, I tell you, we've known each other for several years now, and you've known Michael way longer. Yeah, over 20 years. Yeah, over 20 years. So I'm going to ask you some questions today that are maybe what people don't get to see on television sometime when you're doing all your stuff. First of all, I want to tell you thank you for uh, all of the uh, knowledge that you bring to the table for all of us to understand the Bible. In our first segment, I was talking to Scott earlier, and I said, you know, there are a lot of people that talk about the Bible, okay? But I really believe Nehemia Gordon knows the Bible. And because of that, I want to get some information from you. I'd like to go back to the beginning of all of this. I want to go back to where Nehemia Gordon Really? Uh, now, of course, you're from Israel. No, I was actually born and raised in Chicago. Okay, well, there's the first fact On right the north there. North side. There's the first fact right there. Most people think that you were born in Israel. No, I lived in Israel for 20 years. I was born and raised in Chicago. Moved there when I was 20. So, what in the world? Okay, so now you're a young Nehemia Gordon. Yeah. You know, what made you gravitate toward knowing more about the Bible? So, Ted, I was raised um, uh, really in an ultra-Orthodox Jewish uh, educational system. Mm-hmm. My father was a lawyer, but also a rabbi. And Wow. Uh, yeah, so sitting on his knee when I was three years old, uh-huh. he started to teach me uh, about the Torah uh-huh. and about uh, the Torah. 
meaning the five books of Moses and, sure. and the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, yeah, uh, but also the teachings of the rabbis. And some of my earliest memories are a debate between two rabbis about how old Abraham was when he came to know God. And it wasn't even just what the answer was. It uh -huh. was this one rabbi said he was 40 and the other rabbi said he was three. And three. So, yeah, that's, wow. that's one of the okay. rabbinical opinions. Wow. And so from, from the earliest age, it wasn't just what does the Bible say? It is what is the rabbi, what did the rabbi say about the Bible? Mm -hmm. And I was taught really at a very young age that when two rabbis disagree, they're both the words of the living God. And I said, this doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. When there's two, either he was three or he was 40 or maybe he was 14. I have no idea. But there's only one truth and there can be only one truth. And I'd yeah. like to know what that is. And I don't want to be bound by what some rabbi says it is. And I went and I expressed this opinion to my teachers. Mm -hmm. And I was told, you mustn't say that. That's a heresy, the heresy of the Karite Jews. And I said, okay, oh. I guess I'm a Karite Jew then. And I was told, no, you know, you can't be a Karite Jew. You'll cease to exist. It's a dead end being a Karite Jew. And I said, I don't care if I'm the only one. I want to follow the truth, even if I'm the only one who does it. And I was ridiculed for this and mocked for this. But I said, I, I don't care. I've got to follow the truth. Sure. Well, okay, let me stop you there for just a moment. So Orthodox, Orthodox Jews, mm -hmm. Karite Jews. Yeah. What is a Karite Jew? So Orthodox Judaism is a continuation of the ancient Pharisees. Okay. And the most basic doctrine of the of the Orthodox that I was taught growing up is that Moses received two separate revelations on Mount Sinai, the written Torah, the five books of Moses, and the mm -hmm. oral Torah. Okay. And the way I've heard it described is that the written Torah is like a, if you're listening to a lecture and you're taking notes, mm -hmm. that's the written Torah. The actual contents of the lecture, that's the oral Torah. Mm -hmm. So if you open up the five books of Moses, you would never know what to do unless you consulted the oral Torah to see what it says that the actual contents of the revelation were. Gotcha. And the oral Torah in reality is just the teachings of different rabbis. And I said, this yeah. isn't the word of God. Yeah. This is this rabbi saying one thing and another rabbi saying another thing and disagreeing. And they might all be, all be wrong. They certainly can't all be right. There uh -huh. can only be one truth. Yeah. And that was considered heresy. That was scripturalism. Uh, being a follower only of the Bible and the ancient Hebrew word for Bible was kara. Gotcha. So Karite were the Jews who only followed the Bible in contrast to the Talmudites or the Rabbinites who were Jews who followed the Talmud or the rabbis in the Talmud. Gotcha. And I realized I was a Karite Jew before I actually knew there were other Karite Jews in the world. As far as I knew, I was the only one and it didn't matter. Look, I want to tell you the oh, real secret. Oh, okay, so it wasn't like there, okay, there's this yeah. whole synagogue of Karite Jews necessarily. Well, there are, but I didn't know those existed at the time. There weren't any in Chicago. Oh, okay. It okay. was years before I met another Karite, literally years. Uh -huh. But I want to tell you the real, the real, the secret behind my personality here. Uh -huh. And I didn't understand this until I was around uh, 40 years old. Ted, and that's that. Uh, there's this thing called uh, Asperger's. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard oh, about yeah, that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Well, I discovered around 40 years old that I had that, and my whole you life. You have Asperger's. Yeah, and my whole life suddenly made sense. People with Asperger's often become obsessed about a specific topic. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I had a topic, Ted, and it wasn't the Bible, it was Doctor Who. When I was a little <laughs> kid, I could <laughs> recite 
the name and plot of every episode of Doctor Who going back to when it was founded in the early 1960s. Oh, man. And at a certain point in my life, I had what today I would call an existential crisis. Uh-huh. And I realized life has to be more about, there has to be more to life than Doctor Who. It has to be more about yeah. it than that. Uh-huh. And I decided the only thing that was really important in life, and this is before I read Ecclesiastes, the only thing that was really important in life was to serve God. And I better figure out what it is that God actually wants from us. You bet. And I knew even at that point in my life, it wasn't a bunch of teachings of what the rabbis say. Those were interesting and I could learn things from them. Mm -hmm. But ultimately I had to see what does God actually have in store for us? What does he reveal in his word? And for that, for me, his word was the Tanakh, the Hebrew Bible. Yeah. And I shifted in a very conscious way, my without understanding Asperger's, my obsession with Doctor Who to... um, to the Bible. And I decided to spend every waking moment breathing, eating, living the Bible. And that's what wow. I've been doing ever since. Well, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this has already been an exceptional segment here. So uh, we're going to learn more about uh, Dr. Gordon in just a moment. Uh, so uh, break out your police boxes and we'll be right back in just a moment. You're listening and watching the Rude Radio broadcast. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Rude Radio Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We are having a great discussion with my good friend, Dr. Nehemia Gordon. He's the executive director of Maycore Hebrew Foundation. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dr. Dr. Gordon, Dr. Who? <laughs> I mean, that was just fabulous. I, I love hearing that. But, but let me move us a little bit more forward in time now. And let's yeah. talk about the time where you actually met Michael Rude. Tell me about how you met with Michael and, and, and got to know Michael and how it changed your life. Well, you know, Ted, I, I had actually moved to Israel um, and one of the, what and ended up meeting Michael in Israel. I yeah. met, met all kinds of interesting people. Uh, what brought me to Israel was I grew up uh, being told my whole uh, youth that I came from a long line of rabbis. And when I expressed my Karite beliefs, I was told, who do you think you are? Do you think you know more than your great grandfather, this great rabbi, and this mm-hmm. other ancestor, your great uh, your ancestor, this great rabbi, and this whole line of great rabbis? Yeah. I was told I was descended from Rashi, this great rabbi, and and how can you come against all of these great rabbis going back over a thousand years? 
who do you think you are? Do you think you know as much as them? And I decided I needed to. I needed to know as much as they did mm -hmm. and perhaps more if I could. And that led me to move to Israel, uh, become fluent in Hebrew. Yeah. And eventually study at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. I did my BA there, my bachelor's degree mm -hmm. in biblical studies and archaeology. I did a double major and then my master's in biblical studies. And then eventually I did my doctorate uh, in, at Bar-Ilan University in biblical studies. And when I met Michael, I was still at that point, I'd finished my bachelor's degree. I was working on my master's degree and I had all kinds of people who would come to meet with me because... They knew I was the Karite Jew in Jerusalem <laughs> and they would, uh, but actually Michael actually came to me to talk to me about the calendar because that was one of the things that I um, decided to focus on. Well, I didn't really have a choice from my perspective uh -huh. and that was that um, we were following a man-made calendar and people said, well, but someone has to come and restore the calendar. And I said, why do we have to wait for someone? Why can't we just do it? Yeah. And so I spent years, um, 20 years working on the calendar um, uh, going out, sighting new moons, looking for what's called the Aviv Barley. And it was in that connection that Michael came and interacted with me. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have to say, I didn't have a very high um, uh, view of, of Jesus or Yeshua. Yeah. And Michael uh, had a very, what I saw was a refreshing perspective on Yeshua. Um, you know, a lot of times Yeshua was presented as, well, he was a Jewish rabbi. Well, I don't follow rabbis. I follow the word of God, which sure. to me is the Tanakh. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. another ra I don't need another rabbi. I've got thousands of rabbis whose yeah. works I can study. Yeah. Why, why am I interested in one more rabbi? That's right. And um, as I looked at the New Testament, uh, and look, I'm not a Christian. I'm a Karite Jew. Sure. No, understood. Old understood. Testament, that's my scripture. Yeah. But as I looked at the New Testament, um, understanding uh, some of the things there where Yeshua was opposing the rabbis, mm -hmm. In some of the very ways that I opposed the rabbis, I actually identified with a lot of the things he was teaching. Right. And Michael was one of the first people I encountered who uh, brought that perspective and um, said, well, 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 okay, he might have been a rabbi, but he wasn't upholding the man-made traditions of the rabbis. Right. You know, a lot of Messianic Judaism is a really it's rabbinical Judaism light. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of reformed Judaism with Jesus. Sure. That's really what it is in many right. respects. Exactly. Exactly. It's, you know, chicken soup and kanelach and various <laughs> Jewish traditions mixed in there yeah. with Jesus. Uh -huh. And, you know, that had no appeal for me whatsoever. Um, that, you know, that was, that was a Jesus who was just upholding the oral law, the oral law I knew to be false. Yeah. But when you actually, when I actually looked at what he said, I didn't see that. I saw him calling into question the traditions of men and right. contrasting that with the law of God. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute. He sounds like a Karite to me. And I'm not saying Yeshua was a Karite, but there's definitely a, a Karite aspect mm -hmm. in the sense that he opposed the man-made traditions of the Pharisees. And I, and I identified with that a lot. You know, uh, we've got about three minutes left in this segment. I want you to talk to me a little bit about uh, wh what are you going to be doing in the future? I know you've done a lot of uh, research studies mm -hmm. at the Vatican yeah. and stuff. Tell me a little bit about what you've done. You know, like I say, we've only got about three minutes left, but tell me about what you've done in the Vatican and tell me what you plan to do in the future. I know there was a lot yeah. of electronics involved in all of that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm working with some people in Europe who are using um, something called X-ray fluorescence. Mm -hmm. It's a state-of-the-art technology to look at the inks. You know, as I'm looking at Bible manuscripts, I'm seeing that there were changes made mm -hmm. and we can actually distinguish between the different hands, between the original scribe and the later scribe 
up until now that was basically guesswork. And now we can use these scientific techniques to actually see, oh, these are two different inks. And it's really incredible stuff. Well, and the wait Vatican, a you mean two different inks? You mean that two different set of people were actually working on the same? Absolutely. And were they working at the same time in, or different In some time? instances, we were found they were working at the same time. Uh -huh. In other instances, they were, it was centuries later. And when you looked at the manuscript, you'd say, oh, okay, there's, you know, all these different words and symbols, and they're all from the from, they're part of the manuscript. But now we can look at them and say, no, 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 that was added centuries later, and that actually has nothing to do with the original manuscript. Gotcha. Uh, I actually worked on a research project that Michael um, inspired me to do. Uh, it was a question he had about John six four. There's a whole teaching we've done on that. Mm -hmm. And when I was doing that, I worked on a lot of New Testament manuscripts, and it. I was very impressed with what New Testament scholars had done with their manuscripts. And I said, we need that for the Tanakh, for the Old Testament. Gotcha. You can take any verse and look it up and almost instantly see it in over 2,000 New Testament manuscripts. We have those manuscripts for the Tanakh, for the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, mm -hmm. but they haven't been properly indexed and digitized and, and set up in a way. And that's one of my objectives. After I did that John 6-4 research, I decided I need to do for the Old Testament, for the Tanakh, the Hebrew Bible, what scholars have been working on for over 100 years to do for the New Testament and make the Bible available in the original manuscripts to anybody who wants to look at them and see them. You shouldn't have to have a PhD in biblical studies from right. Israeli University yeah. to get access to the word of God to these manuscripts. So one of my goals in life now, one of my new obsession uh -huh. is to make these manuscripts available. And that's what I'm working on. Well, listen, uh, Nehemia, don't go anywhere. We're going to do one more short segment when we mm. come back. But listen, we're so honored to have you here with us. Dr. Nehemia Gordon is with us today, folks. He's the executive director of Macor Hebrew Foundation. Mm -hmm. And we will be right back with our last segment on Rude Radio Podcast in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. Well, welcome back to Rude Radio Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here, blessed to be here with Dr. Nehemia Gordon. So, Nehemia, I know you have a thousand other things we could talk about, and we're going to have you back on Rude Radio Podcast again next time you're in town good. and talk more and more about everything you're doing. We hadn't even touched the subject of the codexes that you've seen and yeah. the name and how many times. So there's so much more uh, to talk about. But ladies and gentlemen, you can get the information now because you can drop by Nehemia's website. Um, so Nehemia, tell me, what where is your website? So my main website is uh, nehemiahswall.com. And I built the wall. Okay. Nehemiahswall.com. And people can call 800 420 8206. We've got people answer the phone. And uh, we've got all kinds of teaching, hundreds of hours of audio and video. I also have the Institute for Hebrew Bible Manuscript Research at okay. IHBMR.com. Okay. And that's a new research institute I've launched where we're doing a collaboration with Oxford University and all kinds of other uh, high institutions of learning. Uh, and the goal is to make these manuscripts available to the world. Like I said, you shouldn't need a PhD from an Israeli university to access the Bible. Yeah. Anybody should have access to it uh, at their fingertips to be able to pull these things up and mm -hmm. see them and make them searchable. That's my goal, to bring the Bible to the people. And, That's you know, great. back in the day, it was it was a lifetime of work just to access one or two manuscripts. And we have the technology and ability today 
to make all the Hebrew manuscripts of the Bible and Greek manuscripts available at people's fingertips. Well, Nehemiah, like I said, we could talk literally for hours uh, sitting here talking about uh, the Bible and everything about it. But ladies and gentlemen, once again, Dr. Nehemia Gordon, uh, executive director of McCor Hebrew Foundation. Thank you again, Nehemia, for being here with us. Thank we you. greatly appreciate it. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. It's our inaugural broadcast here on Rude Radio Podcast. We just love having you here with us. We love you being able to be here here and see what we're doing as we're doing it here. So for my audio producer, Kenneth Collins, and the entire Rude Crew staff, we wish you peace and shalom and wish you well. Take care of yourself. Bye now. See you next month.